You are listening to the Declutter Club podcast, where we talk all things decluttering to help you tackle the most difficult parts of organizing. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I invite you to listen along as I jump into today's topic. All right, guys. So today we are talking about decluttering for and with children. And I know that this is a question and an issue that many of you all are experiencing when it comes to letting go of things in your household. You know, our babies, they will cry. They will be so upset when you even mention the idea, right, of letting go of something that meant something to them. or And in some cases, honestly, the stuff doesn't even mean anything to them. It's just the idea of letting something go, right? Um, and so depending on the, your child's age, right, the approach of decluttering and letting go of things is different. My daughter now, as you guys know, she's eight now, but when she was five, oh, you could forget it. She was not letting go of anything. And it was, there were the tears, there was the frustration. And so I'm like, oh, oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's all right, baby. You know, you, it's fine. You can keep, you know, so there was a lot of the backtracking (laughs) when she was younger. And honestly, when she was that young, we would kind of start the conversation And I would have more observation moments to see what is she really playing with? Um, Is this really too young for her? And in that point, I would declutter without her input. However, I would start the conversation at that point in time. So I'm using the terminology of, oh, this is too old. You're too old for this. You've grown up. You're a lot bigger. You're a big girl. You know, using that type of, uh, verbiage with her, um, to start to get her to see, like, there's a time when something is too young for her. Like, oh, that's, that's for the babies. That's for, um, and name a child, you know, that's something that so-and-so would play with. You don't even play with that anymore. That's that you're more, um, advanced than that, you know, having those conversations. Um, so that's where I would just start that process. Also with children, the biggest area, you know, obviously the biggest area with children is clothes and toys. That, the, that's going to be the, and I would say paper. Those are the three areas that you are going to deal with the most with your kids. So um, I want to kind of broach each of these areas because they, I really deal with them all differently. So again, I've kind of talked about the toy situation when it comes to the toys, what I would recommend is um, starting to weed out the things that are beyond, you know, beneath their age range, right? So um, putting them up not necessarily letting them go, but starting with, let's take out the stuff that is too little for them and put it in a box somewhere and have a set time frame. you know, a month, two months to see how, does the child ask for that particular item? Typically they're not going to, and it's going to be sight unseen. They're not going to mention it, but that's what we did when she was younger. We would put it in a bag or put it in a, um, a box out of sight And if she hasn't asked for it after a certain period of time, then we let it go. Um, As she's gotten older, we, again, started the verbiage, you know, having the conversations about her age range, um, talking about, 
um, who could utilize it. So that's a huge thing that you can do with your child is to make sure that they're drawing a connection with why they would want to let it go or who is going to use it instead of them. So my daughter has um, several um, cousins that are younger than her, right? So um, there are a number of girls who, when she um, grows out of something, she can give to them or to um, her male cousin. So she has both sides, right? Male and female, and they're both local. They're all local. So that is a mindset shift for her of knowing like, I'm letting it go, but it's going to X, Y, Z, right? Uh, now she has caught on. And so sometimes she will say, now she will use the, the phrasing of, oh, well, we need to put that up in the attic. So when so-and-so comes over, they can play with it right? So she tried that. It's kind of the negotiation game. And I'm like, well, they really wouldn't play with that here because they're usually playing with you. So why don't we see if they want it in their house, right? To get it out of mind, see if they want it. And if they don't, it's okay. As far as she's concerned, it's being given to this individual. Um, the other thing, okay, so let's talk about clothing because clothing is a one of those areas that is a constant turnover. Now, most of you probably don't have a huge issue in this area because when something doesn't fit, you know it doesn't fit and you let it go. However, what I find is we don't always let it go out of the house. We just don't use it or we're constantly going through our closet, flipping through the closet, trying to, to find the items that fit versus those that don't. So just like you know, I suggest doing the Declutter Club Challenge quarterly, I definitely suggest doing at least some of the categories. If you don't do the full challenge quarterly, you will do some of the challenges quarterly. And one such challenge is the clothing challenge for my daughter. So we literally go through every item of clothing in her closet and she tries them on and we identify whether or not it fits, whether we think it'll fit the next season and make a determination of whether it should stay in the closet or be taken out of the closet. We do that at the beginning of the season and we also do it at the end of the season as well. So that every item gets kind of a two-touch process, um, you know, when we're putting it on in the local area of her closet versus putting it out of reach and vice versa. Um, that's a system development thing. So I don't want to get too far into that. But the key is, is that you are checking on those items twice and anything that is too little that you are pulling it out of rotation um, and pulling it out of rotation could mean just putting it in a, a bin or a box or something temporarily until you um, are ready to take action on it. Or it could just be um, definitely let me take it completely out of here and go ahead and donate it. So there's a, a lot of different ways that you can deal with your children's clothing. And that really, um, really the deciding factor, I think, on that is do you have other children? So if you have multiple children of the same sex, um, a lot of times we do hand-me-downs, right? So we are taking the two little clothes out of one child's closet and adding them to another child's closet, or we're packing them up and putting them in storage until the other child is of that size or that age range. Now, here's the caveat I want to give you when doing that. If you are saving the clothes for another child, you need to first make sure, of course, that the clothes are of donatable or uh, passing on um, 
status, right? So is it worn? Is it torn? Is it stained? Um, if any of those are true, you need to just let them go, right? Throw them away. Or if they're, if, you know, if you're not going to donate it to your child, why would you donate it to another? But that's a personal choice. You do you. But that's the first thing that you need to identify. The second thing is to make sure that they are season, like they're seasonal. That sounds really crazy. But basically, if you if your child, if you have one child that was born in July and you have another child that was born in December, they're off seasons, right? So that means that when the summer clothes for one child comes up, it's probably going to be too big or too little for the other child because of the cycling of their of their their seasons. So be mindful of that when you're saving clothes. There's no need in saving things that truthfully are not going to fit your child. Okay. Now there are some items that are, they, they, I don't know how you, it's not a, it's not a, um, one size fits all, but I know, you know what I'm talking about. There are some clothing or items that have the, the, um, little bands in the side where you can adjust the pants to make them fit better. Um, and there are some dresses that I don't know is like they're magic, but you put them on your child at four and they still fit your child at seven. Like those types of things, you may be able to, to keep them and they work, but just like I said, be mindful of the seasonal changes when it comes to decluttering those items, because you don't want to keep a ton of stuff. And then it comes to thinking that you have these clothes right available for your child and then the season comes and you're like they can't even they can't even do anything with that right this too little already um a lot of my clients what will happen is they don't realize this and so they go through that first season where they've held all this stuff in storage thinking they had it and they tried on their child and they're like oh this is not going to work and now they've got to rush out and try to find clothes for their kids so um just be mindful of that um, I've mentioned it before about your children being old enough to understand. So um, part of this is using, as I've stated before, the conversations with them. So as you're going through trying on clothes, use the verbiage. We need to see if this is going to fit. We need to put this up. So we don't want to put up things that aren't going to be the right size or we, you know, we're going to go shopping next week. So we need to make sure that we know what we need to get when we're at the store. Um, you know, when we're, we're going to buy your school clothes, we need to know what you need to supplement your clothes. Right. So using kid language, make sure that you're articulating it and not just going in and doing it when they're not around. Um, so I think that that's important as well. And for them to begin to self-identify. Um, there's a whole big thing on children and specifically with system development, but also with decluttering, um, just to be mindful of. And what I find is that most parents don't include their children soon enough. And they make the assumption that their children aren't going to understand or they're too young. And truthfully, they're not too young. Go ahead and start involving them in the conversation, including them in the process of their clothes. Um, I think the one thing that I still experience from time to time is being, you know, her being sad about something not fitting anymore, um, or her body's changing and it's changing really fast. Like we dealt a lot with that, um, between 2000 and 2002, right? So you guys know what I'm talking about. We dealt a lot with that because there were some church clothes that 
um, you know, we were attending church in person uh, prior to that. And, and when all the things happened, we weren't attending in person. And so she was not wearing the clothes. And so when it came time, at some point she needed to wear a dress for something and we went to put it on and it didn't fit. And so she was very devastated and didn't understand that in that time she was still growing. And so things that we had bought purposely to attend church, she wasn't able to utilize it. So those are some areas that you're just going to have to navigate as a parent when it comes to decluttering um, their area. Um, but just knowing that it's coming and being prepared for that conversation is important and beginning to involve them early is important as well. Now, let me tackle the paper because I haven't tackled that. We all are going to have the paper, um, this is one area where it just keeps coming in the house and you're like, oh my gosh, and she brings home one more little piece of paper that really means nothing. But remember, they're children and they're proud of their work and they're excited about different things they're learning in school. And you don't want to um, squash that excitement. So, you know, having a way for, and a place for them to put that information and those items with a boundary and then having a standard process or time frame when they are to go through those items. What is the limit of those items? And then having them go through the items. Um, and again, I'm kind of dipping into systems a little bit, but um, having the boundary for me and my daughter, we have a basket where she puts all of her papers, right? And so seasonally, we go through, it's usually either seasonally or if the basket is overflowing, okay? Because the rule is the basket, this is your space, this period. Like it, does, it cannot go outside of this. So when it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, it's getting kind of full, we pull the basket out and I tell her to go through the items. You need to pick the items that are most important to you and let go of the things that aren't really that important anymore. And what I found in that process is there are usually um, cycles, right? So if they're at one point they were doing a lot of stuff with math and she was really excited about it and was really um, gung-ho about it. And so everything that had something to do with math, she wanted to keep. Well, two, three months later, when we went back through the bin, all the things dealing with math, she threw away right? So they have the same mental shifts and processing that we have. It's just on a different level. So just know that, but have them do the process. And we need to get this at least like half down, right? So if you have a huge stack, say, can you get let go of about half of that? We need to have some room for your other stuff and that they will begin to process things and say, okay, yeah, this isn't really that important. I can let this go, yada, yada. So we started that process with her about two years ago. So she was probably around the age of six um, and it has progressively gotten easier, okay? So it does get easier, but the beginning stages, it's gonna be a little harder for you, okay? And I just wanna be honest and prepare you for that. If you have older kids, listen, they're gonna try you, okay? They're gonna try to play the game, but again, it's a mental shift. It's a mental adjustment. But as you continue to have the conversation, explain the whys, have them take um, you know, the challenge with you, have them walk through it with you. It's gonna help them understand 
um, the, the shift. And, and once they start having an environment that is cleaner and they can find things and they're more, they get more excited about it, they're more creative, they're going to enjoy that more. So give it a try. If you run into anything I have not um, touched on here, definitely reach out. Let me know um, what your experience is because I would love, love, love to hear about it. Okay. So I will talk to you in the next episode. Definitely get your declutter on. All right, guys, you know, it's action time. So I encourage you to take what you learned today and apply it to your Declutter Club Challenge action step. Now, if you haven't signed up yet for the free challenge, it's not too late. Go ahead over to organizedacademy.com. You're just gonna scroll down one or two times and you should see the link to the Declutter Club Challenge. You can sign up there for free. I look forward to seeing and hearing about your decluttering successes. So make sure you share them with me on Instagram or Facebook. And my handle there on both of those is at Dana L'Oreal Morales. I hope to talk to you soon. And until next time, I want you to stay happy and stay organized. Bye.